Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. And good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of The State of California, along with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhardt. The slate is set for California's November ballot. There will be seven statewide measures coming before the voters. A high stakes battle over betting on sports is likely to shatter spending records. But it's the fight over abortion that could drive voters to the polls. That's right. And Brett, hey, welcome to the afternoon news, Brett. It's good Thank to be on the air so with much, you. Thank you so much, Doug. Thank you. After all these years. Uh, yeah, the ballot was finalized as of July 1st, and we've talked about some of these measures before here, but now we know exactly which ones have qualified and which ones didn't make it. Leading the ballot will be Proposition 1, which would make California the first state to enshrine the right to an abortion and to contraception in its constitution. Democrats are counting on that to motivate Californians to vote, not only to ratify the amendment approved by both houses of the state legislature, but also to give the Democrats a boost in close congressional races. And then there are six initiatives numbered from Prop 26 through 31, covering everything from sports gaming to flavored tobacco to, yes, dialysis, because apparently it wouldn't be an election in California without a dialysis measure on the ballot, would it, Patty and Brett? Yeah, so, so true. Doug, so let's break down some of these measures. Uh, There's already confusion among voters about the rival sports betting initiatives, Props 26 and 27. So how do they differ? Right. So Prop 26 is the one put forward by the tribes, and it would allow uh, sports gambling, you know, betting on on pro sports and college sports, but only at existing places like the tribal casinos and the racetracks in the state, only on tribal lands. The money would go mostly to the general fund. Prop 27 is the one put forward by um, DraftKings and FanDuel, these big online gaming powerhouses. You know, you see ads for the apps, you see commercials for this, you, you see the websites. That kind of betting on sports on your phone, online, is not legal in California. So you can do it in a lot of states, but not in California. Their measure, Prop 27, would legalize that here, but they realize that the tribes are, are a power in this state. So their measure would do it through the tribes. They would get a cut of the proceeds, but it would allow you to... to gamble online. So if you're against the whole idea, no, I don't want sports betting on these apps or whatever, you vote no on both 26 and 27. If you th- if you think, well, okay, we can expand to sports gambling, but let's keep it at the casinos and, and, and the racetracks, then you vote yes on 26. But if you say, hey, I want in on this action, I want to use this app, then you vote yes on 27. And you can bet there will be hundreds of millions of dollars of ads from both sides trying to push their measure and, and defeat the other one. What if both of them pass? If both of them pass, the one that gets most votes takes priority. So actually, it'll depend because they don't do exactly, you know, contradictory things. So that'll probably go to the courts. If they both pass, certainly the one that with the most votes will take effect. The question will be, do some aspects of the of the lesser one also take effect? And we'll see if that happens. It seems like a political strategy. Are they just trying to confuse the voting public? 
Well, certainly the tribes, uh, and they were going to have another measure. There was going to be a third one that they were trying to, to um, qualify that would have allowed um, online gaming, but sponsored by the tribes. That, that one didn't, didn't get through. But So now you've got in-person, not online, sports betting in 26, and you've got online sports betting in 27. Certainly, I think, to some extent, the tribes would love to maintain the status quo. And as we all know, when the voters are confused or there's a lot of different measures on the same thing, they tend to vote no. And so the status quo would benefit the tribes and not these um, online companies. So certainly I think the tribes would be okay with it if everybody just voted no on both. Doug, I have to bring up dialysis because I just don't get it. Why does it keep popping up? Why do the voters have to decide this? Yeah, this will be the third time. Well, what's happening here is that the, the, the nurses, the, the union that represents the people who work at these dialysis centers have been wanting to put restrictions on the ballot or, or, in the law. Um, you know, to require minimum staffing levels and better protections for the nurses, you know, uh, regulate these places better. So they keep qualifying, gathering signatures and qualifying a a measure for the ballot. Well, the dialysis companies then spend $100 million to defeat it. Voters are confused. They don't even understand what it means, what it is. They tend to vote no in that case. So, again, this is a case where by spending lots of money to confuse people and say vote no, they defeat the measure. And the union doesn't have as much as the dialysis companies do. So this has been on the ballot. It was defeated. It went on the ballot. It was defeated. Well, they're back. So the unions are trying a third time to try to get these restrictions passed. One would imagine the voters will say no again and maybe the union will give up or maybe at some point people just say, "Okay, fine, whatever. Dialysis. Yes. Let's be done with it, but we'll, we'll find out. Well, let's um, let's move on to the flavored tobacco products in the state of California. Now, the state has already banned uh, flavored tobacco products, so why will it be on the ballot as well? What's all, what's up with that one? Prop no, that one's going to be Proposition Thirty One. The deal there is, yeah, the governor signed this ban in, into law. So uh, any flavored tobacco, whether you chew it or smoke it or inhale it, you know, vape it, anything is banned in California. While the companies that make that stuff. Uh, want to have a referendum where the voters get to weigh in on that. So they qualified this as a referendum where you vote yes or no. So in this case, you're being asked, should California's ban on flavored tobacco products stand? And if you vote yes, then they're banned. But if the measure is defeated, then the law will be overturned. And you can bet, again, the tobacco companies are going to spend a lot of money trying to convince people that this ban is somehow, you know, unconstitutional, un-Californian. I don't know what they're going to argue, but they're, they're going to try to get the law overturned so that these products can be sold in California again. And that's what this one's all about. This is the tobacco companies trying to overturn the law that, that the governor already signed. Doug, were there measures that didn't make it on this November that you thought might? Yeah. I mean, the big one was the minimum wage, uh, the $18 minimum wage that Joe Sandberg, very rich man from Los Angeles, uh, has had been pushing. And it looked like he would get there, but he didn't. Uh, the deadline was, you know, last Thursday night. So um, it didn't get on. Now, I would bet it's going to be on in 2024. We've already heard from one measure that didn't qualify for this November that has just qualified for 2024. And that has to do with uh, raising taxes for pandemic prevention. So um, they missed the deadline, but there are a couple high profile ones, namely that minimum wage one, I think, that we kind of assumed would be on the ballot. And again, that could be a turnout driver in November, but it didn't get through in time. They didn't get enough verified signatures. So they'll come back, I'm sure, for 2024. All right. So we're going to be drowning in campaign commercials and ads in our mailboxes soon. What impact, Doug, do you think all of this will have on turnout in November and who wins control of the House of Representatives? I think the turnout in California is going to be enormous in the fall, especially when you look compared to 
a normal midterm election where we have a, a race for governor, a race for senator, U.S. senator, neither of which is competitive. Gavin Newsom and Alex Padilla have token opposition. This is the kind of election that would be sleepy and people wouldn't bother. But with that abortion amendment, Proposition 1 to amend the state constitution to allow abortion and contraception on the ballot, I think there's going to be a huge turnout, mostly in favor of that, but some people motivated to vote against it. These other things will help, but I really think it's the abortion amendment that's going to drive turnout. And therefore, if you do have uh, even more Democrats coming to the poll than normal in this kind of election, that could swing a couple of very close House seats in California, a couple of purple districts that the Democrats are trying to take back or hold on to. And it's probably not enough to make a difference nationally and who wins the House. But if things tighten up and get closer nationally, yeah, it could end up that California makes the difference. Thanks, Doug. All right. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about other topics. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. Again, welcome, Brett Burkhart. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCB. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.